Hey, hello and welcome. Terry Pichet, RFA Technical Director. This uh, podcast, I want to chat about uh, the history of uh, professional development or the host location, primarily the University of Guelph, and uh, the changes that we're making as an organization as we try and serve our members moving well into the future. Uh, hopefully you've caught up to us and you realize that we are celebrating 75 years as an organization. And if you uh, know the way that the, uh, the association is set up, you'll understand that our history is steeped in the Ontario Arenas Association, which started back in 1947. And uh, we grew into the Ontario Recreation Facility Association in the early 90s. Um, but we've always had a constant between the two organizations, and that was the University of Guelph. And often we would speak uh, about Guelph uh, singular uh, as it stood uh, without definition. You didn't have to tell anybody when you talked about ORFA and or OAA and Guelph. You knew exactly what we were talking about. And that was the annual professional development program that we held at the University of Guelph uh, every spring, usually the last week of April uh, into the first week of May. Now, we were there for many years, uh, and the pandemic uh, forced us to move in a different direction. And you know what? Full disclosure, we will tell you as staff that uh, before the pandemic, we were having that conversation in regards to uh, the future uh, of the organization, and if, in fact, the University of Guelph would continue to be the host um, uh, uh, location for what we did in regards to providing professional development. Now, the University of Guelph uh, was a gracious host. It was uh, very um, uh, professional for us to be able to coordinate with the Office of Open Learning there. And uh, we spent a lot of time, uh, you know, coordinating with the staff there and setting things up. And many of you uh, would probably have uh, great memories in regards to the time that you spent at the University of Guelph. And we went through a, a lot of changes in the uh, time that I've spent with the association. And I would have been going to Guelph for almost 40 years uh, by the time when we wrap things up. So I saw a lot of changes. Uh, you know, when we first started to go, that it was almost like uh, we were being housed in prison cells. Uh, the uh, old uh, classroom uh, and uh, community shower, washroom um, areas was almost barbaric. Uh, but you know what? It was some of the best times that we had as practitioners uh, back in the early days because it forced everybody to connect. You would walk down the hallways there and the doors would be open and a, and a conversation about the industry or or sports or or whatever was going on in the world would immediately spark up <clears throat> and I will tell you that there was lots of good times in regards to uh, uh, coolers being brought in and and talking to the wee hours of the morning and then we would head off to class and we went through a lot of evolution in regards to um, what it is that we were doing when we first started going to Guelph there was no examinations uh, you basically went for four or five days and you uh, wrap things up and you went home. And uh, we changed that, uh, you know, in the uh, mid to late 90s, that everything that we were focused on had credibility and had an examination process. Uh, we took attendance and uh, we uh, came up with the accreditation programs that you know today so that you could apply what you were learning in a classroom environment 
and end up with a formal accreditation. Now, the pandemic uh, did uh, force us to move away from the University of Guelph. It gave us an opportunity to evaluate the future of the association. And in full, again, in full disclosure, we moved towards online learning, and, and we weren't sure if the membership was, in fact, prepared uh, to move in that direction. And it became very apparent very quickly that, in fact, that online training was being embraced uh, by uh, those that required uh, accreditation or professional development to, to work inside the industry. What online training does, it levels the playing field. It doesn't matter if you're in Red Lake or Renfrew. Uh, uh, you get the same equal access uh, without a lot of cost uh, on top of uh uh, the actual training course. I mean, often uh, what will happen for the uh, for an individual uh, in remote areas to take professional accreditation, you'd have the cost of the course. And at times it would be almost equivalent by the time they were done paying for flights and accommodations and meals and travel and being away from work. Um, the, the course cost could easily double in regards to obtaining uh, this, the uh, training that they were hoping for. So online learning has has been a benefit that way that it allows individuals uh, to work at their own pace uh, to get what they need. Now, is it perfect? No, uh, it's not, but it's going to continue to grow and it is will uh, will continue to be an important part of uh, our uh, of our business uh, and the way that we're going to conduct uh, <coughs> into the future. Now, what we have discovered is that not all of the courses are easily transferable to online training. So in the two years when we were in lockdown for the pandemic, uh, there was a few courses that we were unable to deliver. And that's uh, A, uh, the complexity of some of these courses, and B, uh, to get a, a, a course online is actually quite uh, labor intensive for staff uh, to uh, rejig everything and get it to uh, uh, at least a level where we felt comfortable in regards to what it is that we were presenting. So we've had some courses uh, that we were unable to uh, present in the last couple of years uh, and we needed to address that as individuals were focused on getting their accreditation. We also had to evaluate what it was we were doing as an organization and what we did as staff is we came up with a plan that what we thought we would do is, um, and, and again, full disclosure, we want to see if in fact uh, getting together is something that our members truly want to do. I mean, we ha we understand that uh, some members uh, really do crave the opportunity uh, for us to uh, gather uh, in a live setting and have those face-to-face -face, uh, conversations. And so this is kind of a test pilot in regards to this investment uh, in in the way that we're going to conduct business. So what we did is we uh, we have formally canceled our relationship with the University of Guelph, and we will not re be returning to that format. We do uh, offer our training courses in a live setting, um, so we still will host them if there is interest in any specific region. So we have some uh, regional recreation groups that have uh, reached out and coordinated uh, training. And then we have individual workplaces that uh, would prefer uh, live instruction uh, versus online training. And I, I believe that that's just a, a transition period that we're going through as some individuals <coughs> still don't uh, 
feel comfortable with uh, technology, uh, where the generation coming up behind us is uh, obviously that much more astute when it comes to uh, using uh, online uh, equipment and such. But uh, nevertheless, uh, we will continue to uh, meet the needs of our members for as long as we uh, as we can, uh, and as long as it's economically uh, the right decision for us to be conducting business, we'll obviously move in that direction. So um, this fall, October 17th to 21st, is our first return to live event. Uh, and we understand that there's still a hangover from the pandemic and there may be some anxiety from individuals wanting to go into a live setting, especially in October, uh, because we know the cooler weather is uh, something that promotes uh, COVID-19. Um, so we're hoping uh, that we're going to find interest. Now, if you haven't uh, taken a look at our program let me just give you a quick you know, synopsis of what it is that's going to take place. So every fall and spring, and we're going to try this for uh, two or three years, uh, so it's not just uh, one and gone, uh, we are going to offer professional development sessions. So each October and each April. So again, it's going to align with... Um, you know, what we did in the past at the University of Guelph, um, but it's not the same format. Now, this October is going to be a little bit of a catch-up. So what we're doing is both professional development sessions and uh, training courses at the same time uh, during the same week of October 17th to the 21st. This is the only time that we're going to offer uh, training courses uh, along with professional development. So what we're going to do is every Every spring and fall is we're going to bring you around three days of professional development. And these are going to be uh, what we uh, are going to refer to as a deep dive into emerging issues and challenges of what it is that uh, is happening inside our business. So we will go out and get those um, those uh, uh, industry experts, uh, be it uh, an individual or a panel, uh, to talk about things that, in fact, are going to go on. And then uh, what we'll do is present it uh, in, uh, and I don't like the, the, the word conference, but it's going to be more of an ongoing educational session uh, that uh, will focus on uh, this type of education. So what we've got lined up uh, is in October is our Refrigeration Safety Day. And this is going to become a perennial and it falls on the heels of the Fernie incident. And we've got some really good, good speakers coming in. Now, if you've been following me, you know that we've been working with TSSA uh, with uh, coming out with an advisory that's going to help direct the industry in regards to the way that they need to be conducting business. And it's, it's kind of a... Uh, a detail in, into the responsibilities of the operating engineer regulation. And we've had some really healthy conversations with TSSA over the last little while and explain to them some of the issues that our industry has when it comes to trying to decipher the operating engineer regulation. Because the operating engineer regulation is written primarily for attended plants, and it's very clear and precise in regards to roles and responsibilities. And it wasn't as, as clear for unattended plants, which are the majority of our operations, which are under 200 horsepower. So we are uh, hoping uh, that the advisory will have worked its way through um, TSSA's administration. So it's got to go through legal and 
It's got to be approved. The uh, expectation is that it will be released uh, late August, early September. And then uh, they're going to drop around uh, as part of the refrigeration safety day and um, provide an overview and allow for a Q&A. We've also got staff coming from TSBC, which is Technical Safety British Columbia, that were very key in regards to the Fernie accident. And they're going to talk about their investigation into the Fernie accident and what they've done as an organization since uh, the uh, other speaker, the speakers that we have coming in is the Ministry of Labor. Ministry of Labor is obviously the uh, backfill to anything that's not covered under the operating engineer regulation. And we've had some healthy conversations with them over the last little while. And so they're going to present uh, what their expectations are when it comes to ice arena refrigeration plants. So we got a pretty good lineup of guest speakers. We're going to have... Uh, intact public entity uh, entities coming in uh, and they're going to talk about their roles or the insurance company's roles uh, in regards to safe operations of plants. I'm going to encourage you to uh, really put this one on your schedule because uh, I don't think there's going to be anything over the next few years that's going to impact the way that we conduct business more than what's coming out in this advisory if in fact it comes out the way that uh, um, we expect it to. Now, we're also going to be talking about accessibility egress, uh, and that means that uh, we've done a lot of planning under uh, accessibility laws to get people into the building, but we haven't done a lot in regards to safely getting them out. So we've put together a good panel uh, in regards to... Um, individuals uh, that are uh, resident experts. So we've got uh, the Rick Hansen Foundation. Uh, they're going to be sending us a, a guest speaker. We've got uh, Public Service Health and Safety uh, Association who will talk about workers with uh, disabilities and our responsibilities under the Occupational Health and Safety Act to build that into our plan. So uh, we're excited about this one also. And then ultimately we've got uh, a day for ice making. So what's happening happening in the ice uh, industry when it comes to ice making and ice painting and then we've got a day on ice making and uh, or ice maintenance equipment operations uh, in regards to new technologies and talk about some of the things that have changed uh, there so uh, all the information is in fact in detail and then the last um, component that will come into play is we want to talk about uh, ultimately lessons learned uh, from the uh, the pandemic uh, and we uh, definitely want to not lose those lessons so we've put together a pretty strong panel in regards to um, the uh, the lessons that we have uh, uh, that we that are takeaways uh, from the pandemic that uh, we just can't put on a shelf someplace that in fact we're going to have to continue to focus in on them. So that uh, gives you an overview in regards to what it is that uh, we're doing as an organization uh, this fall. And then uh, what we'll start to do is promote uh, our event uh, later uh, on in the year uh, for what's going to happen in the spring. And it'll be a couple of days that will primarily focus on aquatics and grounds uh, and uh, the, uh, the challenges and emerging issues that are focused around there. So every fall and every spring, uh, we're 
are going to offer that live presentation. Now, they're, they're going to be offered as a blended, meaning that uh, if you can't come down from the far north, that you are going to be able to join us uh, through the internet. Uh, in a uh, learning man through the learning manager or feed loop uh, in regards to what it is that we're doing. Hopefully, um, this has given you a, an idea uh, of the concept. Uh, we're, it is always open for conversation and discussion. Anything that you think that would be of value uh, to the industry uh, and to our members, uh, you drive uh, a lot of uh, the things that we do as an organization. So I invite you to uh, contact us and give us your thoughts in regards to what it is that we're trying to put together in regards to the wants and need for the industry. So until we meet again, thanks for popping in. Always enjoy talking with you guys and, uh, and girls. Uh, so uh, hopefully you're getting a little bit of, uh, of relaxation because uh, it's not uh, long before we get back into fall, uh, into uh, the fall happenings. So enjoy your time in the sun. Chat again soon. Take care.